Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining me. I don't know about you, but there are times when I want to hold on to my resentments. Um, even though I know these have a negative effect on how I think and therefore on what I do and say. Jesus understood that this is a normal reaction with people. One day he tasked his closest followers with going from one village to the next to heal and tell people about him and the kingdom of God on earth. Jesus knew that some towns would um, welcome him. He also knew that some towns would be unwelcome and reject their message. He told them to be on guard because some people would even hurt and mistreat them because of them speaking in Jesus' name. When people um, in those places rejected them, he said to leave quietly without a fuss and shake the dust off their feet as a testimony against them. Now, I've read this story many times over the years and I've not fully appreciated that bit about shaking off the dust until I read an explanatory note in the Passion Translation. More than a metaphor, the note says, this was an actual custom of the day. Shaking the dust off their feet did not mean they were to stomp off offended and angry, but that they would move on with no defilement or unforgiveness in their hearts um, toward those who'd rejected their message. If they did not do that, the note says, they would take the dust of that offence to the next place that they ministered. What wise advice from Jesus. When somebody does or says something that hurts me, I get upset. I tend to carry its sting and brood on it. It makes me stop expecting the best from people, go on the defensive, get grumpy with everyone, and even those who haven't hurt me. When Jesus' disciples left an unwelcoming place, they might expect something similar in the next village if they haven't shaken that dust off. And that would affect whether they wholeheartedly spoke their message and provided the healing in Jesus' name. Jesus knew that shaking off the dust of unforgiveness was necessary if they wanted to honour and serve God wherever they went. Jesus said something else to his followers. If you enter your place of worship, he said, and about to make an offering, you suddenly remember a grudge a friend has against you, abandon your offering, leave immediately, go to this friend and make things right. Then and only then come back and work things out with God. Part of ending one phase of your life journey and entering a new season in your walk with Jesus is being able to resolve the hurts you carry or have caused. It's necessary so that the Holy Spirit can completely renew and refill you ready for whatever's next. And author Richard Rohr 
notes that prayer is not changing God's mind about us or anything else, but allowing God to change our mind about the reality right in front of us, which we're usually avoiding or distorting. Too many of us, he says, try to do an end run toward godly prayer while still carrying a reservoir of stagnant water within us. Nothing new or good can happen in that old swamp. When Jesus had his last meal with his disciples before going to the cross and birthing a new way to lasting life, he washed his disciples' feet. This simple act was a reminder that even after receiving his new life, dust gathers on our feet as we follow him. Through communion with him, he washes away the dust of unforgiveness that can undermine our walk with him and with others. So Jesus also invites his followers to love one another enough to wash each other's feet. In closing, here's a prayer from part of one of the Psalms, Psalm 51 in fact. God, give me mercy from your fountain of forgiveness. Wash me in your love until I am pure in heart. Create a clean new heart within me. Fill me with pure thoughts and holy desires ready to please you. May you never reject me. May you never take your sacred spirit from me. Let my passion for life be restored, tasting joy in every breakthrough you bring me. Amen. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.